Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Twice Exceptional, Teens Exploring and Living with Neurodiversity. My name is Kate, I am 16 years old, and I have ADHD and am gifted, hence the name of the podcast. Hi, I'm Patrick, I'm 13, and I also have ADHD. In this episode, Kate and I will be discussing our recent trip to Disneyland in California. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That sounded very awkward. Anyways, let's continue. Okay, definition of the episode. The definition for today's episode is hypersensitivity. Hypersensitivity refers to the extreme sensitivity to certain things. People with ADHD tend to be hypersensitive to external stimuli, including sounds, smells, tastes, and textures. I would know this very well. I am very sensitive to a lot of things, which we will discuss some more later. But for now, I just need to say, lights can be too loud. Patrick's looking at me in confusion, but, like, the what? sound of lights that's, that's, can be too I mean, loud, and computers that. make loud noises, and it annoys me. Okay, the only thing a computer makes a loud noise of is their fans. The computer fans annoy me. And also, textures definitely is a thing that I experience a lot of. You experience every off. one of these, Kate. You do realize that. I know, I know. I'm sensitive to a lot of things. Hypersensitivity. Woohoo. So, as mentioned previously, we were in Disneyland only a short while ago. Patrick, what were your, some of your favorite rides while we were there? To split it up, we're going to talk about our first day at the Disneyland Park first, and then our second day at California Adventure after. Okay, so my favorite rides were all the Star Wars rides. So, the best one, Rise of the Resistance. It's amazing if you do it. It's amazing. It um, is one of the newer rides, correct? It is the newer ride. Um, it is worth to go yeah anyways um yeah. anyway so my, the other ride was the millennium falcon ride also new you're basically controlling the millennium falcon trying to steal some stuff i forgot the name of it already uh no. yeah that one was pretty fun we did really bad that time we always though. do bad and we it, could we, not like line up or grab the things and that we only have five people instead of six makes it harder also yeah um Star Tours, amazing as always. You probably already know it if you haven't been. If you haven't been there, well, it's a great one. Um, yeah. And then other rides that I enjoyed at the Disneyland Park includes Space Mountain, which is my all-time favorite ride. We've been to Disney World also. I like the Space Mountain at Disneyland better because it's just a little smoother. It's super fun. I had a great time on that ride. And then I loved the Indiana Jones ride, which wasn't broken this time. Because Indiana Jones and Matterhorn always break down. I mean, I wouldn't call Matterhorn not broken the time we went on. Uh, and it was a little bit jerky, but I think that's just part of the ride because it's older. A little? A little. That um, I loved Disneyland Park. It's so fun. I had such a great time. We enjoyed doing the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride also. And we were going on our dad's birthday, so we got to celebrate. But he refused to wear the pin. Well, we always go in that, but they also gain the pins a waste of time. A waste of time. You gotta just go, go, go. Yeah. That's our motto. Yeah, and motto. I know some people don't like doing that, but we are very much a go, go, go family, especially when it comes to Disney. And the fact that they got rid of early morning magic hour was super annoying because we were staying at one of the Disney hotels and I was super excited to go in the morning. And then they were like, no, we're not doing that. But we still got in like first time because... They sent me ahead to go get first in line, and yeah. 
Yeah, we did send Patrick ahead while we got Starbucks for the rest of us. It was super fun. And then for lunch on that day, we went to the Star Wars restaurant. The food was awesome. Oh my god, that was a, it's the best star. It's the best food in Disneyland, most likely. I loved it. I had a salad, actually, because I'm gluten-free, so it's a lot harder. But the chicken was awesome. Okay, and then the next day in California Adventure, we went on the new ride, the Web Shooters Ride. That was so fun. I love Spider-Man. Plus, I did better with the web shooters than I do with most of the rides where you have to shoot stuff like the Buzz Lightyear's and Toy Story Mania, where I always lose. To be honest, my arms were like, eh, I'm dead. Yeah, my arms did kind of hurt. And then we did the Incredicoaster. Yeah, so the Incredicoaster is one of my all-time favorites. It was California Adventure. California Screaming. I still call it California Screaming. Why did they change it? I don't know. I don't know. And it was like the Mickey Mouse ride before that. I don't know. Uh, and then, yeah. I loved that ride. We did it twice. The second time we did it, it was raining, though. And when you're going that fast and it's raining, it's kind of painful. They did not like it. I kind of liked it. Like, you had, like, occasional drops in your eyes, but I liked it the second time. It was painful. If I was wearing sunglasses, it would have hy- been cool. That was your hypersensitivity there. I don't think so, because everyone else thought it was painful, too. And then my, I think one of my favorite rides there is the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It used to be the Tower of Terror, but they changed the decorations. I honestly was not the biggest fan of Tower of Terror because I thought it was creepy when I was younger. But it was so much fun. And the first time we went out, we looked with people who had so much fun. We all, like, did finger gun poses, but Patrick wasn't aware because he wasn't paying attention to the conversation. Yep. And we also did the Cars ride, another amazing one. Just... The Cars ride is so much fun. I love that one. We're talking about not the Mater one or the other one. We're talking about, like, the main one where you do the race. We thought we were going to lose because we went in the paint side, and they have, like, two sides, and you race people. And usually, if you're on the one side, you lose. But we won this time, and I was like, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah, I didn't know that was possible. I thought that was, I think that's, like, that 0.1, 0.0% chance of happening. Yeah. Even though I know that's and technically then, not a number. But. At California Adventure, it was raining the entire time. We still did Starbucks in the not morning. Not the entire time. It was raining like the second half of the day, but by that time we already have not. We already got everything done. So. That's true. Except for yeah. Goofy's Fly School. That one's one of my favorites, but we didn't get to go on it. But yeah, it was raining. Patrick still did the Starbucks run ahead thing. This time he was actually first in line, which was way better. Yep. And then we got Mexican food at the park for lunch. And then for dinner, we went to P.F. Chang's, which was super fun. The food tasted awesome. The bowl was way too big. And then the dessert, they gave us, like, this flaming chocolate thing because Patrick ordered it. Grace and I ordered it. Yeah, you guys wanted the other dessert also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we had to wait a little bit, but it was fine. Everything turned out well, good. It was super cool. I, I really enjoyed that one. And then... So there are some negatives, though, for having ADHD and going to a theme and park. Just, and just a bunch of unluckiness. Yeah, so first I'm just going to talk about the hypersensitivity parts, and then we'll get into some of the specifics of what happened. So hypersensitivity, there are way too many people. It was super annoying. I'm a fast walker, and I hate walking slow. So having to walk around with slow people standing right in front of me, blocking my way, and... Everyone just getting in the way of me when I'm trying to walk or having to deal with the loud conversations while stuck in line just going like crazy. That's really, really annoying. 
And then also, I had wet clothes on both days, because the first day, we did at Splash Mountain. We This was near the end, so it was okay. But we did Splash Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in the front, and there was a do- drop in the dark, that, and I got, like, soaked. And it was so sad. So how we do it is we do it by height. And Kate here is the shortest, even though she's the middle child. But yeah, Patrick she, likes making short. fun of me for being short because he's finally getting taller. He's thirteen. He's already like five nine, and I'm five four. We have an older sister, Grace. She's like eighteen now. She's like five seven. Both of our parents are actually decently tall. So I'm the shortest by quite a bit. But there are short genes in the family. So I mean, not much. Just there are short genes on dad's side of the family, and yet dad's, dad's the tallest. Side, but yeah. Anyways. But um, yeah, so I was soaking wet and miserable, and then we went on the Haunted Mansion for our last ride, right? I was still kind of wet, and then we just got stuck, and it always stops during the ride. That's just kind of how it works. It stops at least twice, except for us, it stopped for like 10 minutes. It kept stopping, and then it kept making the annoying announcements, like, we're gonna start again soon, and then didn't start. And I'm like, seriously? It kept saying, we'll be starting in no time at all. I'm like, yeah, no time. It's never starting. (laughs) That was pretty fun. And then on our California Adventure Day, there were two major things. We got stuck in the line for sewing for way too long because it was supposed to be a 10-minute wait, but it ended up being like a 30-minute wait. I still blame all of you guys because I knew that there was no way that was a 10-minute wait. I knew that was not a 10-minute wait either, but that's Mom's favorite The 10-minute wait, that means the line is inside. The line was all the way outside. It was almost going overflow. Yeah, but that's one of Mom's favorite rides, so I didn't want to, like, be mean about it. And plus, we played with these cards I have that have questions on them. That was super fun. But Patrick got a bunch of deep questions on the first time, and we wanted funny questions, not the deep questions. Yeah, it was like, where's your deepest regret? (laughs) Like, biggest regret, and I'm like... That's not a fun question. I'm like, I'm not answering that. And And then the final thing is we were on the last ride of our day, right? Because we were like, we're done. Let's do the water ride and then head back to the hotel. So we got on the water ride. We were with these people that we were already talking to. They were nice. It was these two women. I think one was the mom of the other. And they had a younger daughter who didn't want to go on the ride. And now would never want to. Because it started, right? We were going up. It was like the River Rapids ride or whatever. Yeah. And we then were it on stopped. This, like, just stopped. On an incline. It's and like, they were like, yeah, sorry. We have to shut down the entire ride. No, they didn't. They had to shut down the whole power. Like, and this is what happened. So later, we learned this is what happened. So somebody went into an area they weren't supposed to either. They fell out or something. I'm assuming some kid tried to climb out. Yeah, most likely. Anyways, so, Apparently, they shut down the power, which makes sense, okay? that That's reasonable to do, so they don't get the person doesn't get hurt. But, so they take them out, and then, so apparently, this, Kate, go ahead. Apparently, the Disney protocol says that now you have to take everyone off the ride and reset the entire ride before letting everyone back on. But they have to wait an hour before they're able to power anything back up. We did not go on it again, nor did we get the extra fast passes for being stuck. But the other thing that happened is the order they took people off in. Oh, God, that was completely... I mean, I get... So, first up. So, this is... Let me set the scene here. So, there's three boats on this, like, ramp thing that's, like, going up. It stopped. It's all stopped. Anyway, so, three boats. two boats down there, too. Two boats, yeah. I'm about to go there. So, we're, we're in, like, the middle of it. Then another boat, like somewhere up there, then another boat almost at the very top. Then we have one boat down there about to get up, but it's, like, stopped. 
and then another boat crashes into that, it's all fine because they're like meant to be able to crash into each other. Anyways, so then, so it stops, the ride stops. They get those t- two people at the boats down there. They get him off. That makes sense because they're down there. They come to us before that, though, and I'm like, don't worry. You guys are next. And we're like, can't we get off now? And they're like, nah, it's too slippery and you could get lost. And we're like, what? Yeah, um... We were all kind of annoyed at this point because it was still raining, so we were literally getting soaked. Yeah, I didn't get soaked as much because my back was to it and my back was most protected and yeah, yeah. so it's I was just on like, the lower part just so I was like back on the incline so the water was dripping down onto me Kate got the worst of it yeah every time anyways <laughs> um so they come up they're like we're gonna get you next they go they get them off and then they walk up and they're like yeah uh we have to get the boat in front of you first so they do that and they're like yeah we gotta get the other boat too they get them off then finally they come down and we're like, okay, we're getting you off now. We- so we were like the last ones off because we were in the middle. And apparently the first people took the bottom people and then two other people showed up. And we're like, oh, don't worry. We'll get you in a minute. We just have to get the one boat in front of you. But then they go two boats in front of us and get all the people in front of us before letting us off. Yeah. So then they take us. And I'm like, this had better be a metal lamp that is covered in water, like rushing down. And there would better be a complete maze down there. Nope, none of that. It was wood stairs that were not even close to slippery. There was a railing, too. And it was, like, one path. Yeah, it was pretty easy to get off. One and then they were like, path. we're sorry, we can give you fast passes. And I know it's not their fault, because they're just following whatever protocol they have to follow. But it was super annoying, because I was like, we just wanted to get finished. Well, but point- we were soaking wet. So, yeah. it was like we went on the ride anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, like, my shoes were, like, destroyed by the end of it. Like, the soles on the bottom of my shoes, like, there was, like, a giant hole in it. Like mm. It was kind of miserable for me because both days I ended the days soaking wet for no reason because both days I just had extremely bad luck. And we didn't even get to go on any of the fun parts of the ride because we were on the first incline and then it yeah, stopped. Like, I'm like, we didn't even get to go on the fun rapids. Yeah. Anyway, so now the interview with our dad. So our family loves Disneyland and we visit almost every Christmas, but Christmas is one of the busiest times of year at Disneyland, so it becomes especially important to plan so we can maximize our experience. Today I'm going to interview our father, Dr. Matthew Dunn, on preparing for a Disney trip and the new Genie Plus app that launched only a few weeks ago. For those of you who are unaware, Genie Plus is replacing the FastPass system that used to be used in the parks to allow you to get to more rides quickly. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, first off, what is the Disney Genie Plus? So, Genie Plus is Disney's new app. It replaced the old FastPass system and the old RideMax system. But I think it's based on the RideMax, the former RideMax app. Which was at Disney World, right? It was at Disney World and it was at Disneyland. Um, We used it, I think, one year that our family used it. So FastPass used paper tickets. RideMax was the first step to allow you to get FastPasses via using an app. And you had to pay for it. Okay. And then how does the Disney Genie Plus work? So Genie Plus is you have to download the the Disneyland app. and from there, you have to pay per ticket holder for Genie Plus. Um, at least when we were there at Christmas time, it was twenty dollars per person addition to use 
the Genie Plus app in addition to the price of tickets. And that's per day that you're there. And then how is the Disney Genie Plus different from their older FastPass and RideMax systems? So the old FastPass system had paper tickets and at least one person in your group would have to physically go to where the ride was at with everybody's park tickets and scan them in to get fast passage, which would give you a return window at some future point in the day to go back. Um, RideMax was similar, but you didn't have to physically go to the ride to get the fast passes. You could do it through the app. With Genie Plus, there is no paper ticket option anymore, and there are no quote-unquote free pass free fast passes anymore. So if you just have a regular Disney ticket, there are no options for a fast pass. You have to use Genie Plus mm -hmm. and get what are now called lightning passes, uh. which are basically fast passes with a new name. So you do have to pay extra. Um, the other difference is with fast passes, you you could, if you say you really love Space Mountain, you could get multiple fast passes to ride the same ride again and again throughout the day. With Genie Plus, you are limited to one lightning pass per person per day. So you can only get one lightning pass per day for Space Mountain or Indiana okay. Jones or the ride you so really like. you can only do each ride one time with the lightning pass? Yes. If you want to ride it again, you would have to go through the normal standby line. Yeah, but you can do all the different rides, minus a few, obviously. Yes. They have a couple of rides that... They don't include in Genie Plus the most popular rides. So at Disneyland, that's the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride. And at California Adventure, it's the Web Slingers, which is Spider-Man ride, which is, and then the Cars ride. I forgot the name of it, but yeah, the main Cars ride. Um, those, they have what are called individual lightning passes, which you pay another fee for mm -hmm. to ride that. And those fees varied based on... I, on how many people are in the park or how many people they think are going to be in the park. So with the day that we were at Disneyland, the Rise of the Resistance ride was an additional $20 per person to mm -hmm. to use an individual lightning pass. The alternative, the standby wait time when we were by that ride is three hours. So for us, that was worth saving yeah. three hours of wait time. And then is there any advantages of the new Disney Genie Plus app? Like, do you recommend that people should get it if they're going or does it just depend on time? I think it depends on time of the year. If you're going at a non-busy time, say you're going on a school day in February, you probably don't need it because the park's not very busy. As you said when before, we tend to go at Christmas time. Christmas time is very busy time at the parks. And so if you want to maximize the amount of time you spend on rides and minimize the amount of time you spend waiting, you do have to plan ahead. And for me, it is worth paying the extra money to be able to use the lightning passes and to try and reduce the amount of time we spend waiting in line. Uh -huh. And then are there any other features in the app that you've found helpful that don't have to do with the lightning lanes? They have something not called, it's just called Disney Genie. That's part mm -hmm. of it. That's free. And it will give you suggestions on rides. You It allows you to put in some rides that you would like to do during the day. And I believe in theory, it's supposed to suggest, you know, times of day to do them when the standby wait times are slower. I didn't find it very helpful. It just kept suggesting rides that I didn't put on my wish list, the rides that basically I think had the shortest wait times, which mm -hmm. the, at 
Christmas time, the rides that have the short wait times tend to be the rides that we usually don't go on anyways because yeah. they're not worth it for us. So I didn't uh, find the free part of the G- Genie app to be very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the that you can order food through the app. And so you can pre-order your food, which reduces your wait time for getting lunch or a snack. That part uh, was good. Yeah, I liked that too because the food was really good. Yeah, but you, but you do have to enter... I would recommend entering your credit card information into the app before you even get into the park, so that step is taken care of when for you do speed. that. For speed, yeah. yeah. And then do you have any recommendations for our listeners on how or when to use the Genie Plus app to get the most out of their experience? Yeah, so like we were talking about, you can only use a Lightning Pass once per ride, and so if you have a favorite ride you want to do multiple times, say Space Mountain, and you can only use the Lightning Pass once, I wouldn't use the Lightning Pass first thing in the morning um, because the standby wait time is not very long by mm-hmm. late morning mid-afternoon when the park is really busy that would be the time to use the lightning pass for that we tend to believe that the best time to get there you need to get there when the park opens really mm-hmm. before the park opens so like when we were there at christmas time the park opened at 8 a.m downtown disney opened at 7 a.m so we were in line to get into downtown disney when it opened at 7 a.m mm-hmm. and as soon as we got through security there. We sent our son, we sent Patrick, um, yeah. to go get in line. He did. And then the rest of us went to Starbucks in downtown Disney to get food. And then we walked over After that, there yeah. and he had our spot in line. So we were first. And then about 7.30, they start scanning tickets along people into Main Street Disney. Yeah. Or whatever California Adventures name is for their downtown area, area yeah. there. And then... Eventually, you, you just kind of get through that and get up to a roped area, and then at 8 o'clock, they drop the ropes, and you can start scattering to rides. We decided on our Disneyland day, because Fantasyland doesn't have any lightning passes, and that if our family likes to do Peter Pan, and if you don't do Peter Pan first thing in the morning, you're going to be waiting an hour to hour and a half to go on it, because it's just not a very fast-moving ride. So yeah, we did that very first thing. We were within the first 10 or 15 people on the ride and had that done early on in the day. And then we started moving on to some of the other rides without using a lightning pass that we could knock out some of those rides that either didn't have lightning passes or if we wanted to try and do something twice. Yeah. And then we started using the lightning passes a little bit later in the morning. Yeah, because there are some rides you don't really need to use lightning passes for. No, exactly. And... um. And Pirates of the Caribbean, which is another popular ride, doesn't use Lightning Pass. Um, yeah, that one was one of the longer waits. How to use the app? Like, when should you open the app to get the tickets for what time of day? Yeah, you so really know? I would download the app at a, before you ever get in the park. I would have your credit card information entered, all your tickets linked to it before you ever get in the park. Um, I believe with if you're buying new tickets now, you have the option of, buying genie plus at the same time as you buy your tickets we had older tickets pre-genie plus so we had to we we couldn't buy genie plus until we were physically in the park and then i while we were in that 7 30 window where we were in the park but couldn't go on anything to eight i purchased genie plus um i started monitoring the individual lightning passes for rise of the resistance on that day um, because we wanted to do rise of the resistance but i was trying to time it i didn't want to do it super early in the morning because it's a very long ride and I didn't want to use up 30 minutes on a ride when we could try and hit out, knock out a few other rides. 
Um, mm -hmm. So I was kind of monitoring that to try and do it in early afternoon. And we were able to do I think our return window is like 1.30 to 2.30. Yeah. Uh, at California Adventure, um, very first thing, we did Wedge Slangers was our first ride we did standby. Um, yeah. But we were like towards the front of the line. That um, way we wouldn't have to pay extra. We wouldn't have to pay extra, or if we really liked it, we could ride it, it again. again. That day it was $18 a person to do an individual lightning pass. And while we liked wedge slingers, we didn't like enough that it was worth paying extra to do twice. We did use an individual lightning lane for the for the car ride later in the day. Yeah, okay. And then is there any tricks for timing on like when to order the lightning pass? Um. So, like I said, the Rise of the Resistance Day, I ordered our lightning pass sometime between 7.45 a.m. and 8 a.m. And we got a 1.30 to 2.30 return window. So the morning had already sold out by then. Mm. Um, for the second day when we were at California Adventure, um, it I was monitoring it throughout the morning, and it, it was pretty easy to still get a, a late morning to mid-afternoon pass by 9, 10 in the morning. For the cars? For, for the cars ride. Or yeah. if we wanted to do, pay to do web centers again. Yeah. What about the other rides that you don't have to pay extra for, though? Do you just not know what time it'll give you, or is it usually you don't. pretty close? It, it, if you're looking at the app, it will tell you the return windows on there. Okay. So, And the other thing to keep in mind as you're doing that, you can only hold, besides the individual lightning passes, which you pay extra for, for the regular lightning passes, you can only hold one lightning pass at a time. So you can't get your next lightning pass until you use the one you have. Okay. So... I recommend as soon as your lightning pass window opens and you get your lightning passes scanned while you're in that short line, you should be getting your next lightning pass on the app right away. That way you can, like, that way you can maximize it. There is, however, the if if your lightning pass, you can't use it for more than two hours because it's a really popular ride. Say you're trying to do Indiana Jones and you're, it's already late and it's already mid-afternoon and your light, return window is four or five hours later. Two hours later, you can you can get another lightning pass for another ride. Oh, so you okay. can technically own, have multiple lightning passes, but so, only if it's over the two hours. So you only could have one unless you've had one for over two hours and your window still hasn't happened for that? Correct. Okay. And then I think that's it, unless you have any other recommendations for people? Uh, no, like I said, the biggest thing to me is you have to be at the park as soon as it opens if you want to maximize the amount of time you're going on rides and to minimize the long wait times. If you're someone who doesn't like to get up early and rolls into the park a few hours later, you know, you're going to end up waiting in line for things. That's if you're going at a busy time of year. If you're going at a slow time of year, I think you can pretty much do whatever you want. You don't really have to plan that well and you'll be fine. Yeah. We usually go at busy times of year though. Yes. So, so we have to plan ahead. <laughs> But I think that's it for our interview about Disneyland. Thank you for the interview. Absolutely. Hey, that was good. And now we're going to talk about the fun facts. Patrick, do you have any fun facts about Disney that you looked up? Okay. First up, well, there's only one. Well, kind of. One with a little bit more to it. So, all the, pl the plants in Tomorrowland were once edible. Yeah. Um, so... They, it was meant to, like, show, like, humanity making the best of its resources, blah, 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 makes sense. Anyways, and now, as of 2009, not as of 2000, but as of 2019, not now, uh, only 80% of the plants were edible. I don't know how much now. Now it's just, just something to know. Do not eat any of them. I would not anyway. They are covered in pesticides. 
pesticides. Yeah, I would not recommend eating any of those plants. But it is cool to know that Tomorrowland is covered in edible plants. I've never really looked because we're always just rushing through everything. Because we're kind of even. I don't even know. I didn't even know there were plants in Tomorrowland. I don't pay attention. There's plants everywhere. Mm, Do you just I, never look at anything? I I know there's plants, but I don't think that I didn't know. Whatever. So. Do not eat the plants. So in this episode, we talked about our experience at Disneyland and hypersensitivity and boredom playing a role in that, especially when you get stuck on rides and are just like, I need to move, but you can't move. And then also, we discussed some fun facts about Tomorrowland and interviewed our dad on the Disney Plus Genie, Disney Genie Plus app and navigating the parks, as well as giving some recommendations for those of you who are planning on going to the parks. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Twice Exceptional. Be sure to follow or leave a comment if you enjoyed this episode. Bye-bye. Bye!